0: There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Rewards issued as non withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. welcome to my life my choice coming to you live from las vegas nevada and yes i haven't been on the air for ever actually i haven't been on the air i think for over three weeks um so guys welcome 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 a lot has happened in this time today i'm flying solo my co-host olivia lashley she is not joining us today so guys welcome My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn, and the hour is 1 pm or it's 1.01 pm. And I'll be your host for the next, most probably the next 60 minutes, maybe less, depending on how fast I get through this information, and maybe more depending on what else comes up for me. So, guys, one of the things I think that is really important for you to know, and important, I believe, based on recent experiences at any rate that I believe that you, that you understand is that your life is built upon the choices that you make. Your life is predicated on the choices that you make. And not only the choices that you make, but how much energy, how much emotion, how much thought, how much belief you pour into those choices. So for me, it's all about you creating your life, my life, me creating my life based on the power of our conscious ability to make choices that we feel are in the best interest of self and, of course, our ability to believe them. So, guys, today's show is what happens to you when they move the goalpost during the game. In the synopsis, I wrote, I want a divorce. You're fired. You have eight weeks to live. Wow, that smoke I saw with my house burning to the ground. You don't qualify. You're too white, you're too black, you're too fat, you're too skinny, you're too tall, you're too short. You're too smart, you're too dumb, you're too young, you're too old. You're too critical, you're just too much. You're too understanding, you're too negative, you're too positive. You're too thoughtful, you're too unthinking, you're too kind, you're too wicked, you're too happy, you're too spiritual you're too religious. You're not religious enough. You will always be too something for someone or for someone's, or for a people. So you will always be too something for someone or some people than even yourself. Life One of my favourite books, The Game of Life and How to Play It, by Florence Grobel Shin. But life has been likened to a game. And in order to play the game of life, you must understand the universal laws and the rules of engagement. But what happens when you're playing the game of your life and someone changes the rules, conveniently forgetting to tell you, until you're standing in the front of your goalpost, You're standing in the front of your goalposts, which have been so inconveniently moved. What happens to your life then? You know, do, do you have the conversation with self? Are they plotting against me? Is this a conspiracy? Can you, can I get your old life back? Are you being given spiritual and divine messages? And interestingly, did you create this situation? Well, for those of you who follow me on Facebook, this actual show has been born of that and many other things that have happened in the last, I want to say, we're in in December, excuse me, in the last two months. I'll be able to share a lot more with you as things transpire and I'm going to say early, early next year. Funny enough, each year I say this. However, I have been taught recently that when the goalposts move on you, when people move your goalposts and leave you standing there, that you do have a choice. For the person who says, I want to divorce or you're fired or you have eight weeks to live, you have a choice. Wow, the smoke that I saw from the freeway was my house burning to the ground. You have a choice. You don't qualify. You have a choice. You're too black. You're too white. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You're too tall. You're too short. You're too smart. You're too dumb. You're too old. You're too, too young. With all of these things that you are too, is the goalpost of your life being changed? The goalposts of your life being moved. The 1st of October, I, I take this back, the 3rd of October, uh, some of you already know this, some of you don't, but I'll give you a quick synopsis of what has happened and the changes that have come into my life. And these are truly divine changes. That being said, I had to get to a process where I could see it that way. But on the 3rd of October, I went into a work, into my office. And for those of you who have been to my office, I had a practice of reflexology in addition to life coaching, some nutritional information, along with aromatherapy. The 3rd of October, I went, got to my office, and there was a letter there from me from Clark County Business Licensing. I opened the letter, and I could not quite understand what I was reading, and then I got the gist of it. I, I, I grasped that... As of the 1st of October, mind you, the letter was dated the 1st, sent out the 1st, and received the 3rd, but as of the 1st of October, my business license had now become nil and void. I was like, wow, how do people do this? Now, it became become nil and void because a new requirement was needed, and that new requirement that was needed was a new certification that would actually allow you to be eligible eligible to receive a reflexology license as a practitioner. I don't know if that stood for um, establishment. I've got no idea. But it allowed you to um, apply for this license. I read the letter, and the first thing out of my mouth to Rosie who was in, in the office at the time, was, I'm done. And that was the first thing out of my mouth, I'm done. Um, I made a phone call to the uh, licensing office and spoke to Amos Shirley Higgins-Brown. And the one question I said to her was, Have, has anybody been grandfathered in? And she said no. So I said, okay, what do I do? She at that point she told me y- you need to contact Nevada. Uh, sorry, Nevada State Board of Massage. So I phoned Nevada State Board of Massage, spoke to a woman by the name of Kim, who told me I needed to contact another agency by which I could take the examination. I could take the test. Okay, fine, fair enough. This is my industry. I've got no problem taking a test. Right? Absolutely no problem. And in truth and honesty, I think that periodically testing and or continuing education in your field can be a really, really good thing. Even going over old notes that you have, you know, or the notes that you took when you were in school, it really can be a good thing because you actually start looking at things and seeing things from a different perspective. You are no longer a student, but you are professional and you can see things. I mean, you've worked in your industry and you can see things. You can sometimes see how things really apply and, of course, how others are just total total, and utter useless pieces of information. So that being said, guys, I I called, I spoke to um, the people in Reno, and they put me on to a national certification board for all intents and purposes for massage and other things. So I called them, and I get this really, really, really belligerent, um, I'd say to the point of, ignorant person on the line. And so I say, you know, hey, look, I'm trying to uh, sign up for the reflexology certification. Well, we're not giving that anymore. Mm, The Nevada State Board of Massage said this is where to go. Well, we're we're, we're not giving that. Uh, Does that mean you're not giving that at all or at some other time? I can't tell you when we'll be giving it. Okay, so I phoned back, this person actually didn't know that I'm actually a provider. I have a provider number for this organization where I teach continuing education. So I phone back, I say I'm a provider, I give my provider number, and they say to me, ah, the actual examination, um, it, it was, uh, what do you call it, um, compromised. And so we don't know when it will be back up, and we don't know when we'll be given it again. And I'm saying to myself, I read this letter to say that I am in compliance and I don't have a license to work, which, of course, has all these knock-on things of being fined whatever thousand pounds, blah, 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 dollars, I'm sorry, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So I go back, I call back Reno, and Reno says very nicely to me, oh, yeah, we knew um, that it had been compromised. And I'm like, so why would you even send me there? So I say, as I do try to be proactive so what's the next step? What can I do? So they tell me to contact the International Institute of Reflexology in Florida and also the ARCB. Well, in doing so, long story short, I was told by both organizations that in order for me to actually sit their exam and one of their schoolings, the ARCB, is very different to what I did. However, the International Institute of Reflexology their training is the same thing. It's the Ingram method. That's the method that I learned. And long story short, they said that I would need to go back to school in its entirety to be able to sit the test so that I can then go for the certification to practice the field, to practice reflexology, which I've been practicing in this valley for uh, about, I don't know, 22 years. It was at that point I realized and said to myself, Wendy, you've got choices and you've got options. You can either do this and or not. And I chose not. So after 22 and a half years or whatever it is of being in the Las Vegas Valley, I closed up shop. That being said, it's not like I was not unknown to the actual licensing board. Because some of the things that they had put into place, and I believe they are still in in place, had been based on things that we had worked on during a town hall meeting about five years ago. My eldest sister, Gina, she said to me, oh, you were an unintended consequence. And I said, no, I was literally planned collateral damage. They changed the goalpost during the game. And they changed this, and they didn't tell me. They changed this, and I wasn't notified until it was game over. That being said, guys, I still have choice. I still have choice. So within, within that criteria, one of the things that came up for me, and it literally says, and this is from Genesis 50, um, verse 20, as for you that's, you, that's you people out there who, who changed the goalpost. What you intended against me for evil, God intended for good. In order to accomplish a day like this, to preserve the lives of many. So this is where I'm going with this particular, with this particular phrase. Reflexology in Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Valley has, over the last, I don't know, seven, eight years or so, um, maybe 10 years has had problems with reflexology establishments popping up all over the valley. And really and truly, they are fronts for prostitution and whatever else goes on in that kind of world. That being said, there are many of us out there in the state of Nevada who this is their livelihood. This was my livelihood. This was literally my livelihood. So when I kind of figure this all out, I have to say, guys, I was really gutted. I would do my daily meditation and I would just wind up crying. I think I cried for the first um, 17 days, or it would be 15 days, actually. The first 15 days of October, I cried. Every morning when I did my meditation, I would wind up crying. And I started to say to myself, and this this is what we do, guys. This is the power of our spoken word. I started to say to myself, you know, Wendy, um, you failed. That's the first thing that came out of my mouth. Wendy, you failed. How could you fail like that? And one thing that I love about... Well, myself, at any rate, is that I am able to listen to that still, the small voice that packs a powerful punch, and that voice said, "You didn't." That voice said, "You didn't." And then I started to reflect, and this was this was happening in. One of the last meditations where I was crying, actually. That kind of put a kibosh on that. I started looking back on all the people's lives. All the people's lives that I have touched. And in my opinion, positively. All the people's lives that I have touched positively. And then how that has exponentially just like a ripple in a pond, worked its way outward. I was like, wow, you didn't fail. But I had to ask myself the question, Wendy, did you create this situation? Did you create this situation? Are you being given a divine message or a message? And if you wanted to, can you get your old life back? I had that conversation with self that, you know, are they plotting against me? Is this some kind of bureaucratic conspiracy? I went there because I couldn't understand. I couldn't understand what was going, what the hell was going on. I felt like I had been divorced. I felt like I had been fired. I felt like I had only eight weeks left to live. I felt like the smoke that I saw coming from the freeway was my my life, my work life burning down. I felt like I didn't qualify. I felt like I was too skinny, too fat, too small, too short, too dumb, too young, too old. I felt like I didn't understand all these sort of things were playing through my mind and guys. When you go through things, when you go through things in life and you're playing your game, whatever that game is, and, you know, you're all over the court, you're doing this, and, you know, you have your highs and lows, but you see, you have your eye on the prize and you know where the prize is because it's in between the goalposts and that's where you're heading. Even sometimes if you run in the wrong direction, you actually know what you want is behind you. It's over your shoulder. So you know what it is that you want. So it doesn't matter in that regard whether you're all over all over the court because you know between the goalposts that is where you know um, that is where your um, dream will manifest. But they've moved the goalposts. How many of you have had that experience? Whether it be at work, whether it be within a relationship, whether it be with the family. And some of these things might not be as, as um, uh, I I don't want to say life-shattering, but some of these things might not be as, you know, as in your face as, I want a divorce, or you're fired from your job, or you've got eight weeks to live, or your house is burnt to the ground. Some of the things that indicate to you that the goalposts have changed is the way in which people approach you, is the way in which people don't do or do things for you in a way in which you might be supported on the small thing. This tells you that a change has happened. When the goalpost, what happens happens to you when they move the goalpost during the game? Well, hear me clearly. And this is said from a perspective of having walked through this and much more stuff that I'll be able to share early next year. When it's changed, you know that it's changed. And the question to ask yourself in this instance is, did I create this situation? Now, within the first 17 days, if I had asked myself that question, which I I had been. You know, what did you do? Um, I'd have come back with, I would have come back with, I didn't create this situation. They did this to me. They are the ones that changed the licensing requirement. They are the ones who didn't tell me. They are the ones that wrote a letter to me that was dated the first, telling me effectively I had no license on the first. Posted on the 1st, so I I received it on the 3rd. They were the ones who did this. And all of that is true. They did. However, nobody can do anything to you without you setting it first into motion. Now, that can be a bitter pill to swallow, a horse pill to swallow. It can be difficult for you to believe that and this is why I'm always saying on the show your life is happening for you it's not happening to you when you realize that your life is truly happening for you because you have asked for it to be this way or let me phrase it this way you have asked for something specific and in order for you to attain that goal, certain things need to happen. You see, what happened with me recently, this was like dynamite because it really, 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 really shook my world. The rug was pulled, literally and <laughs> metaphorically, the rug was pulled from underneath me. So did I create this situation when when after I got over my emotional, my emotional outpouring. And guys, this is something that I also say frequently. It's really important to go through that emotional cycle. You go through the wash. Go through that cycle. And that's one of the reasons why I chose the picture, which I'm going to pull up here. Um, this is one of the reasons why I chose the picture that I did. Um, and this, this, this picture, oh, no, not Ace is the place. Uh, this picture, this picture, really, it's about change and, and acceptance and the process. You have a loss. And, and you do have a loss. And that, that loss starts out with shock and disbelief, which is true. And then there's sort of like denial, dismissal, and disconnect. And then there's fear and anxiety And, of course, then there's that that whole sort of sadness and depression and passiveness. And then there's sort of like this, as they say here, it's true, this jockeying and this bargaining and this scrambling. What am I going to do? And eventually, eventually, you can, should you choose, get to the stage of hope and acceptance. And then commitment. And that's a commitment to new ways. So, where I was going with this is, guys, have your emotional outpouring. Allow it. Go through it. Have it. Periodically put a time frame on yourself when you're going to say, right, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to cry anymore in meditation. I'm not going to cry anymore when I think about my ex and, and, and his infidelity. I'm not going to cry anymore because that was my dream job. At least I thought it was, and I was fired from it. I'm not going to cry anymore because I've been told I have eight weeks to live. And if I cry the whole eight weeks, I might actually miss out on doing something and sharing something with somebody that can be beneficial. I might be able to change some lives within this eight weeks that I am here. I'm not going to cry anymore because my business was burnt to the ground figuratively. I'm not going to cry anymore because at the end of the day, the tears won't do anything for me long term. Short term, it can be a way of moving through that emotional process. It can be a way of actually releasing stress and tension and toxins from the body. That's what tears can do. So that as you move through the shock and the disbelief, tears can take you to the next level. But after a point in time, crying is no longer beneficial. You have to start the process. You have to start the process. You see, your life, my life, our lives, everybody's lives, but I don't care where you're at. I don't care where you live. I don't care where you're at. Lives are really all about how we choose to respond to the creative energy that we have put into motion that manifests things in our lives. It's about how we respond, totally and utterly. It's how we respond. As I started thinking about this scenario, and of course things that happen have happened with um, my clients. And just as an FYI, during all of this, I have a new business license sitting on my wall, <laughs> which, is, which is so me, even, even through this whole, the, the whole up and down and everything that I was feeling, there was a part of me that was very proactive. and this wasn't reactive. This was a chosen response to create what I am, and I'm going to talk about this in a minute, meant to be doing in life. So, okay, guys, um, energy flows to where your intention goes, okay? Wherever your intention is, wherever your intention and attention is, energy is going to flow there. So I asked myself, and guys, I'm going to ask you to ask yourself this question. What did you do to create the situation that you're in? And don't say nothing because, guys, that's not going to wash with me. And just for the record, as I always say on this show, as I always say when I speak, I am not condoning anything. That has been perpetrated against you, your person, your people, your family, your loved ones, your children, anybody, your country. I'm not condoning anything like that. Bad behavior is bad behavior. What I'm saying to you guys is what puts you in the cross here so that you arrived at the situation that you're in. It's like what put me in the crosshairs from having a earning capacity. I went from earning to zero. Literally, I went from earning money, earning zero. Do you know, when I, when I read the letter, after my clients had left, and I, I, I reread this letter, I looked out the window, and I said to myself, I understand how people can wind up in sheltered accommodation. When stuff like this happens, I can understand it. I've been fortunate. I'm fortunate. But I can truly understand. It gave me a greater understanding. You know, for those of you who listen to me, once a week I, I speak, and I haven't been there for nearly a month, actually, but once a week I speak at Shade Tree. And Shade Tree is a shelter for women who have been displaced, women who have been abused and battered, that's children and their. This is not an offering to sell a franchise. Franchise offerings are made through the Franchise Disclosure Document. Ask for details. Don't waste your time barking up the wrong tree. Fetch the perfect franchise opportunity with Pet Supplies Plus. Named the number one pet franchise by Entrepreneur Magazine for eight years running. Invest in a top dog and enjoy a 2.4 million AUV as a franchise owner. Get your paws on a rewarding franchise opportunity in a billion dollar industry by visiting PetSuppliesPlusFranchising.com. That's PetSuppliesPlusFranchising.com pets. And what happened to me in October gave me a true, it was like a, 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 a reality check, if you will. It gave me a deeper understanding of how when somebody says to me, I'm here because I lost my job. Yeah, I can get it. I can understand that. So that being said, I was saying to ask yourself the question, what did I do to create this situation? And the first thing is to be brutally honest with yourself. If something has happened to you, you have a hand in it. Even if it's showing up at a place. And again, I'm not condoning anything. You know, stuff shouldn't happen to you. Bad shit shouldn't happen to you. Just because... You know, you went to the movies or just because you ate at a certain restaurant. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you were there. And as a result of being there, a situation came up. And this situation, this situation that has come up is giving you a message. You are giving yourself a message. So this situation that you found yourself in is telling you something about you. But you see, a lot of times we allow our emotions and then our response to those emotions and then the response to the other emotions. and We allow our response to our emotions to dictate our choices. And when you allow your emotions to dictate your choices, this is when things go awry. It can't work for you because emotions are only there to show you something emotions aren't there for you to really make a choice on because the thing that you were pissed off about today is the thing that will make you laugh tomorrow or later on today. But yet still, you made a decision. The words that came out of your mouth or the deeds that you, you, you enacted on came out of your mouth based on your emotions. And guess what? Once those words have left your mouth, once that action has been taken, you cannot put it back. You cannot change it. That's like a gun leaving a bullet leaving the gun. You can't you can't put it back in. A baby leaving the uterus. You cannot put that back. And so it is, like it was. So what did I do to create this situation? I looked at what happened and I said to myself, okay. There is something that I have done or said, thought, and thought with passion and belief for this situation to create itself in the way that it did. And guys, let me tell you this. I was boxed in because I'm I'm a bit of a scrapper. And in regard to my situation, I was boxed in. We were having our state um, election. So if I went to the governor if I went to my, 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 my councilman, if I found out who was over my ward, anywhere I went in regard to um, uh, the political arena, it was still up, up in the air. It was up in the air. By what, what I mean by that is, I do all of this, and I know the current governor, he was leaving, but I didn't know who was coming in. So, you know, whatever I did, I would then have to start again in January. I believe that's when when everybody is um, set into motion. I, I would have to start in January. In addition to that, the actual building where my office was located had been sold. And I couldn't even hunker down and trench in there because the company that bought the building, they wanted to renovate the fourth the third and the second floor, and guess what guys? I was on the second floor. Uh, sorry, I was on the third floor, so they wanted it, they, they they wanted it, so everywhere, every sort of avenue if i if I was choosing to fight this fight, every avenue that I decided to to take, a door had slammed in my face, so that being said, I was like, okay when this this has happened. I own it and I, I take responsibility for it. I'm not going to be a victim to this. I'm not going to allow myself to victimize myself behind this. So what did you do, Wendy? Truly, Wendy, what did you do to create this situation? And the first thing, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, Wendy. What what mantras have you been saying? Well, of course, you know, I've been doing my mantras about um, having a business that's prosperous and all, all this other stuff, you know, and I say all this other stuff. A business that's prosperous. Let me define a bit. A business that, that's prosperous. A business that leaves people with far more value, far more value. They get more value. Than they actually pay for, and that's one of my creeds for my business. You get way more value for your money, and this is this is this is a creed for me. And so these are things that I've actually been 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 um, meditating on. These are these are my affirmations. These are my beliefs, and I'm like, okay, when? So what's what? What happened? What you doing, girl? What's up? Because evidently, what's happened? Isn't indicative of the things that you've been doing. So it took me about, I don't know, guys, uh, um, I'm going to say maybe about five days. And it took about five days for the penny to drop, or it took about five days for me to actually see what had happened. I was stepping out of the shower and I heard no one will ever push me out of a job no one will ever tell me um, tell me i tell me i'm fired no one will ever do this because i'll have my own business and no one can tell me what to do within my own business that has been my mantra for the most part Since I have been twenty one. That has been a mantra for me since I had a near death experience. No one. No one will ever tell me. You see, I was saying the wrong thing, guys. I was phrasing it I was phrasing it incorrectly. What I should have said instead of no one's ever gonna push me out of a job, which is where my thought process was. And as I said, guys, energy flows to where your attention and intention goes. And so my attention and intention was focused on being pushed out of a job, being pushed out of my business. And so guess what? From the time I was 21, actually a little before that, from the time I was, I want to say, 19-ish, this has been my mantra. And guess what? It had to manifest. It had to manifest. You see, it's not like, your, your life isn't built on, um, no, let me back this up, guys. Let me Let me formulate this clearly. Don't allow your life to be built on the things that you don't want what I should have done was focused on my business, as I said, being prosperous. My business being uh, viable. My business making change. My business making change or positive change in people's lives and all the things that I, I, I have wanted to do. But you see, I spoke into existence. The very thing, the very thing that I feared, because that was a fear, so the very thing that I feared, as it says in the book of Job I think it ah, don't quote me three twenty five the very thing that I feared has come, come, has come upon me, and it did now the other side to this coin is. The short term, the things that I've been doing recently, the affirmations and the, the the meditations and all the work that I have been doing, could not, and I literally mean could not, could not prevent happened from happening. It couldn't do it. From the age of 19, I, I I'm I'm what 58, that's 30 something years or nearly 40 years or whatever it is, okay. It couldn't prevent that from happening. Five years ago, I was part of a town hall meeting regarding this. This raised its head about five years ago. And I nipped that in the bud. And again, I reaffirmed my commitment to myself that nobody's ever going to take my business away from me. Nobody, blah, 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 blah. This is how I've set it up. This is how I've set my life up. And when it came, it came in such a way that I couldn't do anything. Now, the flip side to the coin in all of this, guys, is that after a period of time of emotional grieving, because that was a loss. I've been doing this for 22 and a half years, actually. That was a loss. But I'm also very cognizant of the fact that if I stay in the energy of loss, I become a victim, and that becomes my victimology. And I'm not choosing that. I'm very clear on that. I choose to be a victor. I choose to be victorious in all that I do. And note, one of the things moving forward for me is, I, was, I had written an, uh, uh, an email to my girlfriend Lisa today, and one of the things that I said to her in it is that moving forward, And I'm always talking about the power of your your conscious word moving forward. If I wasn't conscious of my words before, I'm conscious of them now. I don't believe in going backwards. And I really don't. I don't believe in going backwards in your life, like thinking back in your life. But what this did for me is change that particular thought process. Because I started researching The chronicles of my mind to see if there's anything else there that I have been, um, that has become a part, an intrinsic part of who I am that really is going to make itself manifest in this way. So, guys, what I'm saying to you is this are there things that you have said from back in the day? It might have been after your first breakup, you might have been 12. It might have been when somebody, you know, when 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 one of your siblings took away your toy and broke it and gave it back to you, and mum and dad didn't say anything, and the next day you broke theirs, and they wanted to give you a beat down to rival all beat down, and and then you 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 made a statement about what's not going to happen in your life as you go back through the chronicles of your mind, guys. Look at the statements that you have made and look at these statements and look at them um, seriously because your choices, the choices that you make in life and how, how you respond to the choices in your life are predicated on this. Did one of your grandparents pass away when you were five or six and you were really close but nobody really explained it to you and even as an adult now, You still can't figure out why didn't they just explain it to me or why didn't they just let me go to the funeral because I just wanted to say goodbye. Nobody's ever going to not let me say goodbye again. Well, guess what, guys? You're going to find that that, if it hasn't occurred in your life, it will occur in your life and reoccur in your life until such time you get to a point that, like I have reached and or not, and realise that the words that I spoke at the age of nineteen have now been made manifest. The words that you put out there, guys, are coming back to you. And that's not sort of doom or gloom or dire. It's just the fact it's a universe it's a universal law. The law of rebound, the law of return, the law of polarities, the law of you name it, the law of opposites. All of these things talk about when you put energy out, it has to come back to you. So I've been spending time going through the chronicles of my mind. And I mean really going through the chronicles of my mind. And seeing where I can change the wording in regard to the thing that I want. So I'm going to talk about the things that I want and not the things that I don't want. It's vitally important, vitally important. Where are you in your life process? You know, when you start saying, oh, I'm never going to this or I'm never going to that, those words alone can supercharge you to be on that track. You know, okay, somebody's given up smoking and they say, oh, I'm never going to smoke again. I'm never touching a cigarette in my life or I'm never going to have another drink in my life. Do you realize how different it is to say, I'm never going to smoke again versus I don't smoke? I'm never going to have another drink again in life versus I don't drink. The I never am Leaves you open to that coming back into your life. When you say, I don't drink, that's resolute. I don't smoke, that's resolute. I don't party, it's resolute. And that's where you need to be. So what happens to you when they move the goalpost during the game? When they've moved the goalpost during during the game? What's happened to you is that the universal creator, your inner God or goddess, has actually done you a favor. Has actually done you a favor because, as you may see it, what has been intended as evil against you, God, your inner God, the inner goddess of you, has intended it for your good in order to accomplish a day like this to preserve the lives of many people. One of the things that I do know that I was doing, I was skating. Seriously, reflexology was really easy for me. It was really easy for me. I know that what I am here to do, I know my purpose based on my near-death experience. I know that I am meant to be talking to people about the power of choice, however it shows up. Whether it's with food, whether it's with a drink, whether it's with health, whether it's with wealth, whether, whatever it is, choice is, your life is built based upon the choices that you make, one choice at a time. And you see, I slacked. I was slacking. But by the same token, I've been playing I've been pulled in this direction. I'm pulling myself in this direction about, you know, I need to be doing this about choice. And, I mean, you should see my my whiteboards. I've got, what, three or four whiteboards in the house. And I've got all this stuff written down, you know, like I've got the visualization project and and how to commit and how not to fix it and the abundance factor and um, how to pray and... How to exercise your visualization muscle. That's just on one that's just on one board that I can actually that's in my vision. That's in my line of vision. I've got all these things written down. Some of them have outlines. I've got all these things in place. And when I say all these things in place, things like um vehicles to to actually teach, vehicles to actually have um you know, like a a, um, a a gathering, all these sort of things, internet gatherings, live internet gatherings. I've got all these things in place. But yet still, I realized that I was, I was coasting. The other thing that is also very true is my husband retired. And when he retired, I kept saying to myself, I have never had days, and this has been maybe in the last six months, I've never had days when I wake up and I think, oh, am I meant to be at the office today? Tell you who was coming, what time, and I really wouldn't need, um, I had this app, it was, it was a, um, an, a, an appointment app. I would be able to do the appointments in my head and keep it straight. But when I wake up, I'm like, oh, my God, what day is this? Am I meant to go to work? Blah, 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 blah. And I say this about my husband retiring, but I'm using that as a reference point. And that reference point was telling me something about me. Everything that has happened has been a message for me. Everything. I've put this all into place. And again... I recognize that I have been cruising, and I really mean this, for many, many, many years. Many years. When my reflexology practice had started out, I was doing both. But in truth and honesty, I got lazy. It was easy. Telling people that they are responsible, lock, stock and barrel, For where they find themselves in life isn't easy. Because there are some heinous things that have happened to people. There are some awful things that have happened to people's loved ones. And people don't want to believe that. You see, people misconstrue the universal law of choice with condoning bad behavior. Bad behavior needs to be reckoned with. Bad behavior needs to be dealt with. You are the sum total of your choices. You are the common denominator in your life. And this and several other things that November was just as tumultuous as as October for me. Just, just as whirlwind as October to me. Some major things have changed in my life and that has changed me irrevocably. And all these things, as I said, I believe it was Job. It's like the thing, the, the thing that I feared most has come upon me. And they all have. They have rained down on me. That being said, I changed the goalpost. I changed the goalpost in the game. What I did was I allowed other people to assist and support me in moving the goalpost. They moved the goalpost, but they moved it because I had in some way requested it. Nothing can happen to me without me first requesting it. Age of 19, I had put this into motion. At the age of 21, I had seen, I had seen and had been shown where perhaps this might not be the best way to go. But because it was my belief and I was holding strong to that, I never let this 19-year-old, or should I say this 39-year-old, Concept, go. So guys, once again, are you creating for your life? What are you creating for your life based on new thoughts and most assuredly old thoughts, based on beliefs and those beliefs that become an intrinsic part of you? What are you creating in your life? Are you having difficulty with being in relationship, a committed relationship? Whether this is an intimate relationship, your lover, your love life, your husband, your wife, your spouse, whoever your partner, a relationship or relationship with people, generally with people across the board. What program are you running? You're the common denominator. It's happening to you. You know, as the saying goes, it can be uh, some of the people some of the time, but it cannot be all of the people all of the time. You're the common denominator. Do you hate your job? Do you really hate your job? Well, if you really hate your job, but you're cruising, understand that there is a knock-on effect for that doesn't mean you're going to be fired. But what it does mean is that life will become dull to you. And or, and along with that, you're going to have these health issues. Health issues because you don't want to be where you're at. You see, you changed the goalposts during the game. You changed it. Just like I changed it. This is how powerful we are. We are so powerful beyond measure, we don't even recognize it. We take it for granted. There are 26 letters in the alphabet. 21 consonants and 5 vowels. Moving forward from this day, as I'm choosing to do, I am going to become vigilant of my words. I am still assessing and reassessing programs that are put into place, which means that I have to look at me. And looking at yourself, <coughs> excuse me, looking at yourself to that degree, looking at yourself to that depth, there are many things that I have seen that I don't like. <coughs> excuse me. There are many things that I've seen that I do like. But there are things that I have seen, that I know, and I have changed the wording on. You see, there are things that I'm here to do. And I made a contract with the universal creator and myself. When I was booted back into my body and very pissed off, might I add, about that, that contract was signed, sealed. And it needs to be delivered. Everything that has happened to me in the last, actually from the beginning of this year, winding up in the emergency room and all this stuff, everything that has happened to me has culminated to this point. And this point is to say say that I am on track. I'm here for my purpose. And I'm not here, I'm not here on purpose. I am here for my purpose. And my purpose is to share with you the universal law of choice. Everything that goes with the universal laws. And the universal laws of attraction. It's not the universal law of attraction, but the universal laws. So guys, take a look at your life. See where you're at. See what it is that keeps reoccurring in your life. Follow that stream backwards to see when you first made that declaration. Change the word. Don't talk about what you don't want. If you if you don't want to be in a in a relationship that's that's fraught with problems and broken, then don't 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 phrase it that way. Talk about what you do want. I want the perfect relationship with the perfect person. Don't talk about all the things you don't want. You already know that. So, guys, thank you for listening to me. This was very cathartic. You've actually been listening to an episode of My Life, My Choice, what happens when they move the goalposts during the game. It's you who's moved the goalposts. It's your game of life. Play it to the best of your ability, understanding that you, you are the creator of everything that you do. You do this by the power of your spoken word. I'm Dr. Wendy Dearborn. Until next time, guys, peace.